If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 19th, 2022. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. Joining me is the Disney Prince, my fellow Forbes 30 under 30 member. Blessing at Ayoye Jr. Tim, how's it going? It's going so well. So damn well, bless. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a bit, I'm a bit tired. Mm, why are you tired, huh? Uh, why are you tired? You know, Do you take back the night? I, I, mean, I took back the, the night a little bit. Not mm -hmm. as much as I wanted to. And honestly, that's probably a good thing. Because mm -hmm. last night, uh, the trivia crew went to do trivia. Uh, Roger's in town. Uh, of course, the homie, Roger Picorni. And we took him to trivia for the first time. And it was a great time. Might have drank a little more than what we usually do for trivia. Usually, I'm like, you know, a cider or two. Uh, I drank a dirty Shirley for the first time. Mm. And I I'd, I'd also never had a Shirley Temple. And so I was like, I was jumping in deep. Yeah, I went from not having a Shirley Temple to having a Dirty Shirley. And let me tell Damn. you, Dirty Shirley, fire. I fucking, oh, I yeah. fucking really like the, the Dirty Shirley. For those um, that don't know, Blast, what is a Dirty Shirley? It's like 7-Up and I forget the the type of alcohol. It's, either, it's probably either tequila or vodka. But then uh, also it's like there's like a cherry flavoring in there as well. Um, and it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. I had a, a lot of a very strong cherry flavoring. And let me mm -hmm. tell you, I like, I like, I like cherry. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I like cherry until last night. I was like, damn, you know, cherry kind of got it going on. Uh, and so we had fun last night. And I almost I, I got very close to convincing the crew that we should take back the night even further and do karaoke. And I had Kevin in. I had a Always. couple more of the people that we were with in. I think Joey was in. But then there are a couple of people there that were mm -hmm. like, we can't do that on a Thursday night. We got work yeah. in the morning. I, I already said, I was like, yo, if we do, if we do karaoke, I'm going to get fucked up and I'm going to call out of work, Tim. Just so you <laughs> yeah. know, that's where my mind was at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so we decided it was responsible not to. Bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so have a question. I have a question. What's up? Because we, we talked about karaoke, or not karaoke, uh, trivia on content. And you're like, oh, yeah, the next time uh, we do trivia, I'll hit you up. What happened, Bless? It was, well, it was short notice. And Barrett, you know, there were like split plans going on last night mm, where mm. I, ha I got hit up by two different crews. And I ended up just going with the crew that hit me up first. But I knew that you had plans last night. So I didn't. How I did didn't you know you I had plans? How do you know? Because another person involved with those plans told me uh, the crew that was in those plans. Uh, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, come hang out with XYZ person. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me just let me see if I can combine the crews. I couldn't combine the crews. Mm. And so I had to pick one. And so I just went with the one that had the first plans. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I respect it. We'll get you into trivia. And also, there was the other thing of I didn't know what the max crew size was. And so I didn't like want to like. You got to push it, bless. You just got to push I, it. <laughs> well, what I learned Two is teams. that apparently competitive the, nature, baby. Apparently the max on the on the app that they use says thirty. What? So we can just pack That's in people. That's insane. And it seems illegal for trivia. You should not have thirty people on one trivia team. But I mean, nobody stopped us, right? We had like what I think eight or nine people there last night, probably somewhere around that. And so like they let us get up there in terms of numbers. And let me tell you, we did really good. I think this is the best we did in trivia. I, we ended up in, I think, third place. Could have got first if we got a couple of more questions right. If we knew a little bit more about geography. 
You love to see it. Of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We come together to talk to you about all the video game news that you need to know, including today's stories like Death Stranding hitting Game Pass, Sonic Frontiers getting a release date potentially leaked, and more because Kind of Funny Games Daily happens live on Twitch, or you can get it later, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast service by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show with the extended post show if you wanted to get it ad free patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where you want to be just like our patreon producers fargo brady guy v and the saboteur we appreciate all of you so very very much a little bit of housekeeping for you though a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now blessing janet talking about all of their hopes and dreams for the next playstation showcase i can't wait to listen to that bless because like, oh, that's I, such a fun episode it's Dude, like we mu- we must be close, right? I mean, or they not. happen. They're typically they typically happen in September, right? Last mm-hmm. year's was in September. The year before was in September. I gotta imagine that they that they do one this September because we had the conversation on the show that you can listen to right now uh, about how when you look at next year for PlayStation 2023 in terms of first party, the big game that they have is Spider Man Two, but then. As far as first party exclusives, there's a gap, right? There's not much announced. They have uh, they have third party exclusives, right? They got Forspoken, they got Final Fantasy 16, they got maybe Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 if that comes or re- Rebirth? Mm-hmm. Rebirth. A reword. Yeah. Uh they have Rebirth if that somehow makes it by 2023, but there there's a lot of question marks right now oh, on yeah. PlayStation in 2023. And so like I'll bet money that we see a PlayStation showcase next month. Let me tell you, me, Janet, and Barrett in the audience cuz the audience has some write-ins. We're all on point. Like we got, I, I think we put together a pretty good idea of what we could see at that showcase. So I highly recommend go check out that episode. Hell yeah, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Um, real quick, I want to bring up in the chat a, a very important question for you, Bless from G.K. Did anyone bring up that their entire academic background was a lie at trivia? No, no, I was waiting for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, so far it seems like everybody's being on the up and up about their academic uh, background. But let me tell you, it was Door City in there. It was Door City in there. Uh, For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news. We have seven (laughs) stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass. This comes from the 505 Games blog post. 505 Games and Kojima Productions are thrilled to announce that Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass on August 23rd. That's right. The launch is just around the corner. For those now eager to check out Death Stranding with PC Game Pass, we share your excitement. <laughs> the version you will play on PC Game Pass will include the same features as the Steam and Epic Game Store editions. This includes high frame rate, photo mode, hard mode, and crossover content from familiar franchises such as Half-Life and Cyberpunk 2077. Death Stranding has a strong underlying message that revolves around community and connections, and we cannot wait to take this opportunity to connect with more porters. We're genuinely so excited to be welcoming more of you to this wonderfully active community you know how much we love a community event here so expect more of these in the future bless what are your thoughts on this pretty pretty major development yeah it's wild you know this has been teased throughout the week we talked about it uh, earlier with me and gary and the the big thing that shocks me uh is you know this is announced coming off of the conversation that me and you tim had earlier about how PlayStation will would pay to block games off of Game Pass, right? And like that's not a nefarious thing. That's not 
a new thing or an insane thing, right? That's business, that's marketing, that's how these deals and partnerships work. With that though, like, you know, I, I think the, uh, there's a big conversation around how, well, this is PC Game Pass. Of course, PlayStation would care more about Death Stranding on, ending up on the Xbox console, which is true. But I would I would venture to say that PlayStation does care about Game Pass, even on PC. Like, the, the, the brand is Xbox Game Pass. And PlayStation very clearly cares about Game Pass. So for, for Death Stranding to end up on Game Pass, even on PC, I think, one, that's a big deal. But then also... Mm-hmm. It should count as surprising, right? Like, I, I this is unprecedented. I, Death Stranding is an IP, is an IP that PlayStation owns, right? And they have the publishing rights to on console. 505 Games publishes on, uh, on on PC, and then you know Kojima Productions, they they developed the franchise. But in terms of like the conversations of where the game goes and all that, you know, I I have so many questions on how this happens you know uh how does playstation let this happen or do they even have a say in how it happens because it is 505 on pc um i think it's wild but tim what do you think i i agree i mean i think at the end of the day it's, it's good like i think that this is oh, more yeah. people being able to play these games is is a good thing especially games like death stranding that like are weird you know it's like they're prestige titles but they're they're kind of the more niche prestige where it's not like the most mainstream thing in the world of like a Last of Us on Uncharted or Horizon, something like that, God of War, right? It's more like Death Stranding. It's Kojima being Kojima and without the Metal Gear name even, right? Like Metal Gear, I think, kind of has a little bit more of that that mainstream uh, association with it. So uh, more chances for that type of stuff to succeed, I think, is great. I wasn't personally the biggest fan of Death Stranding, but that doesn't matter because this allows more people that potentially could be because there are so many people that are to play the game for the first time uh again with the power of game pass even like uh, being the best value in gaming and it's like cool it's like the pc side of that is even starting to get some real wins and bangers on its side some game pass exclusive things like stuff that's not on game pass console but exclusive to pc that are meaningful right this is a big big moment right um i just think that the the whole exclusivity game and what it means and like the 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 actual not fanboy side but like the actual business side of the console wars is such an interesting thing to track going back generations like i remember during the ps3 360 era when at e3 square came out and announced that final fantasy 13 was coming at xbox 360 as well it was like a what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening moment like that was huge because final fantasy was so closely tied to playstation for so long right from the playstation one on and um that was like such a big breaking down the wall and like cool now final fantasy is multi-platform now we're kind of back to it in a different way with the playstation's exclusivity with the final fantasy games but um you look at metal gear and that was another big example of a franchise that was so tied to playstation's legacy right like metal gear solid one right there was a pc version but pc versus console gaming was a very different landscape back then in the 1998 uh but then you look at metal gear solid 2 one of the most iconic playstation 2 games right like when you think playstation 2 you think about metal gear solid 2 and 3 right like they they are they are up there i mean grand theft auto is probably even another example and those are both franchises that are huge that people associate most closely with playstation that eventually got the multi-platform treatment right with yeah. metal gear with substance and subsistence and then grand theft auto when the the trilogy was eventually released and that broke down the doors for when next gen happened it was just like oh yeah there's we expect gta is going to be multi-platform and it was but metal gear solid 4 wasn't it was playstation 3 exclusive and it never had the heavily joked about memed 
uh, 360 version of Metal Gear Solid 4 that would have required nine HD DVDs to be able to play. But <laughs> um, when that didn't happen, and to now look at this and see 505 getting involved and getting Death Stranded ported to PC after it seemed to be exclusive to PlayStation entirely, that was a huge shift. That was a huge moment. And now that we're a couple years removed from that, the environment and landscape is just completely different. And now that Game Pass and, like you said, the Xbox branding in front of Game Pass, like it, it's just it's, a different world. And it's it's pretty crazy to see the amount of variations and amount of different ways exclusivity can benefit different shareholders. Yeah. And I mean, to the the narrative you paint, right, about the how exclusivity has gone over the years, especially in relation to Kojima and things like Metal Gear Solid, I think it puts this in an interesting context because you mentioned, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1 is synonymous with the PS1. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are synonymous with the PS2. Metal Gear Solid 4 synonymous with the PS, uh, PS3, right? And of course, Metal Gear Solid 5 cross-platform, all that stuff. But Death Stranding synonymous with the P- PS4 in terms of it being published as a first-party game exclusive to that console at the time. Kojima has had such a lineage and such such a history with PlayStation. And back at uh was it the Xbox conference for E3 or was it the um summer game? Oh, it would have it would have been Xbox where Kojima announced that he's working on a, a game for Xbox, right? Something that's based in uh in t- cloud technology. That is a big get for Xbox, right? On top of this Death Stranding thing, which I would go I would I would say is a big get, right? Like Death Stranding is a dope ass game. It's a game that I'll recommend anybody check out. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it's a game that I love. And it's a game that I think in terms of its own importance, I think it pushes the boundaries of how weird and different and crazy you can get with AAA, right? Especially outside of just action because Death Stranding is it has action in it, but I would not constitute it as an action game. It is a delivery sim, right? It is a game where you are delivering mail across the United Cities of America and you are um, connecting everybody and creating an internet, right? Like this is a weird ass game that comes from a creator that has such a storied history and a creator that is respected and given a a freedom that is rare in AAA development to be able to create whatever the the fuck he wants, right? Like. I think it is a special game, and I also love a lot of the underlying meaning of it when it comes to connectedness and when it comes to, you know, when it comes to everything it's talking about, and then also how that stuff uh, really does, I think, uh, relate to a lot of what we've gone through today with the pandemic and with, like, uh, us being connected to the internet, all that stuff, right? That's a whole conversation that we should have in a death draining spoiler cast. Uh, it's It's a special game that I am happy... Is coming to everybody and this is ultimately very very good news because more people are going to get their hands on this game um that said right to bring it back to like the console war business battle um aspect of it death training coming to coming to game pass i think is another step toward xbox creating even a bigger better relationship with kojima right whether that is behind the scenes like kojima talking to xbox or whatever or it it being the perception of Okay, cool. Yeah, Kojima games come to Xbox too, right? I think this is the small step for his exclusive cloud game eventually coming out and like us like breaking that trend of, oh yeah, Kojima's PlayStation. Does that make sense? Oh, I mean, it makes so much sense. I mean, even you just saying that now kind of like gets me thinking like, and look, what I'm saying here is wild, but we're in wild times. Like you're right where there is a value to association when it comes to stuff like sometimes exclusivity um or even like the timed exclusivity it kind of 
I mean, just like what I was saying earlier about Metal Gear Solid uh, and Grand Theft Auto being so associated with PlayStation, even though a lot of those titles ended up being multi-platform at the end of the day. But because there was that initial association, it's like, cool, that PlayStation owns those brands in terms of uh, the public's perception Um, in the same way that I feel like Call of Duty in the last couple generations where Xbox 360 was like, oh, Call of Duty's Xbox. And now it's like, oh, Call of Duty's PlayStation, right? Like it's that type of thing. Like it's cool that because of Game Pass and because of the um, wild numbers that they can get from it, where it's like first weekend, like this many downloads, this many, whatever. And we see it with all the big releases, the Forzas and Halos and all that stuff. But even when we're going back to um, some older franchises that the people that know and love them know and love them, but the people that don't know or haven't played them haven't really gotten that chance. But now they're on Game Pass and they get this mega boost in popularity. We saw it with Yakuza uh, last year right mm-hmm. where it's like cool they're all on on game pass and then there was like a month where i swear to god yakuza became way more of a household name because of that because more people were just able to play it. you know what i'm finally gonna give this a shot so many people that i follow on twitter were streaming the yakuza games right for the very first time just because they're all available to them they might have been available to them on playstation plus for years in different ways like piecemeal here and there but it's the marketing it's the, the way that they talk about it with the all the persona games coming to the to game pass and them kind of market all that i'm saying this right now i would not be surprised if persona 6 gets announced as an xbox thing and like that's oh, yeah, fucking oh, insane. I'd, be very, I'd be really surprised if they did that but but i mean here's the thing i feel like it's i'd be really surprised if they did but i feel like Wait, do you mean like they make that announcement at like an xbox event tied yeah. to xbox somehow mm. like i, I, I don't cause, know because i would have said i mean to, i would have said the same thing barrett about like kojima announcing a thing on an xbox stage yeah right like there's that level of association that xbox is trying i think trying to take away from playstation especially when it comes to japanese i i I see it um uh, sorry i was thinking more of like uh, announcing persona 6 which i i don't think they would want to do it someone else's thing they they usually keep that kind of stuff for their own for for sure stuff yeah but phil spencer could be involved in that or whoever could be involved in that you know what i mean uh I'm just saying. Yeah, I, like, I mean, their, their concert me stuff way. is for like that's like live in Japan. I don't know, like it, for that live audience, if they really care about Uncle Phil coming through, you know. It's not about them, though. You know, it's about it's. I'm, it, it's not about what Persona wants. It's about what Xbox wants. Is my point. So I mm-hmm. feel like this is the type of thing that like they would move heaven and earth to fucking make that happen, right? To be associated with Persona because it would just be another one of those. Not It's not even so much a hit against PlayStation as much as it's a win for them of association right. yeah. for what Game Pass means, right? That's true. Yeah, like they're trying to build a platform that I think speaks to to everybody, especially the, the audience that loves JRPGs or the audience that loves Japanese games because that's been lacking so much on the Xbox side. And so the more and more you're able to build that recognition, right? And the fact that you're able to um they were able to announce the the persona stuff at the xbox stage at e3 i keep saying e3 even though e3 was canceled at also call it key three right at Achilles e3 that's i i think it's all methodical i think it's all on purpose i think it's it is all with a um with an end goal in mind and you know you talking about marketing tim brings me back again to this death, death stranding thing of death stranding is a game that came out in 2019 right it is a three-year-old game came out exclusively on playstation playstation director's cut came out last year playstation mm-hmm. pc the fact that they're te- they uh spent this week teasing this out right they're like hey let's put this as, as a profile picture on the on the on the thing right like let's really build up this death stranding announcement it makes me wonder 
if there is more of an end game that goes even beyond Death Stranding. I'm sure Death Stranding itself as an announcement, huge, right? We're talking about it. The internet's talking about it. But I wonder if it is, I wonder if there might be a, hey, we are leading into Death Stranding 2, or we are leading into Kojima have, so, having something to say at Gamescom about his mm -hmm. upcoming Xbox game. Like, yeah. I wonder if, there, if there's more there um, that they're trying to hype up via Death Stranding. Because Death Stranding, as a game that's, at this point, a little bit old, you know, it's kind of wild that we're still having it be making headlines, right? A KFG it's headline. Kojima. There are so few people out there that can have the, the relevance of a Kojima. Anything Kojima tweets is news in some sense, mm. right? And it's because we're interested in what he has to say and what it means to the industry. So there's going to be a lot more said. Who knows? Will we see him at Gamescom? I don't know. Keeley's doing a two-hour showcase there. So who the hell knows, right? The, you the keeping Keely... up with those Keeley tweets? No. He's been talking all about stuff that's going to show up, and I'm like, yo, this looks like a pretty good showcase. Yeah, honestly, like, I, I haven't kept up at all. Like, I've been working on a lot of stuff, so it's like I'm pretty excited to go into the opening night live next week fairly unspoiled. Like, not spoiled, but, like, unknowing mm -hmm. of, like, what's going to be there. Uh, but eh, we'll see. Moving on to story number two. Of course, we're going to be live reacting to that next week when it happens on, on Tuesday. Uh, story number two. Star Wars Jedi is getting two new books. This comes from a press release. The Star Wars Jedi experience is expanding to your bookshelf. Lucasfilm announced today two major releases tied to the Star Wars Jedi game series of which the Cal Kestis faithful will want to take note. One title promises to tell an original story, while another goes inside the making of the upcoming sequel. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars, a new novel from Del Rey, written by Sam Maggs, finds Order 66 survivor Cal Kestis leading the Mantis crew on an adventure set between the critically acclaimed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and the highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, the book Battle Scars arrives on March 7th, 2023. Also, The Art of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, published by Dark Horse, will chronicle the development of the game, collecting concept art and creator commentary in an oversized full-color hardcover. The behind-the-scenes tome... <laughs> Wow, they drop a tome. Uh, we'll hit shelves May 2nd, 2023. Uh, release date for Star Wars Jedi Survivor has yet to be announced. But, but Jeff Grubb himself, uh, my brother from another, another mother, says uh, the book that takes place between Fallen Order and Survivor is coming in March. Uh, so is the game. So is the mm. game, he says. Mm. Jeff Grubb Grubb. Mm -hmm. Jeffy Grugrobe out here leaking all them secrets. That's what he does. That's what he does. Next spring is going to be fucking crazy. It is, man. Like, and January, look, February, March is insane right now, dude. We had a wild 2020. When you think about the games that came out, like the amount of high quality video games that came out and like game of the year contenders and just like the back to back to back. Like, sure, there was the pandemic and all of that stuff, but it took a while for that to affect so many of the games, right? 2021. It was a lot of, like, there was great moments, but a lot of it was like, cool, 2022 is going to be a damn banger. We got to 2022, and hey, there's been a lot of banger moments here oh, and yeah. there, but, like, the consistency is a little weird, and things keep getting pushed, right? Things are good. So we're looking at 2023 like, it's about to be crazy. And we're at the point now, Bless, that 2023 is so stacked that even if half the things get delayed into 2024, it's still going to be one of the craziest years we've ever seen in terms of high-ass profile potential of game of the year contenders i think that as of this moment looking ahead to next year there are more potential game of the year contenders than we've ever had in history looking at oh, you the think next so? year 
Oh man, I gotta like yeah, get man. my calendar back and really map it out. Like I'm trying to find it's hard to find a source right now that has a good layout of what 2023 looks like. But you know, Game Informer usually has the good. This is what the re- year of games uh, is right now on their calendar for next year. Right, we got Dead Space and Forspoken. Both of those are coming in January. In February, they got Hogwarts Legacy. In March, we got Resident Evil 4 uh, remake. Um, I did it. Did thing. Oh yeah, I did say Dead Space. And then yeah, it seems like we're also getting uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I wouldn't be surprised if we got or sorry, not Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Um, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Street Fighter uh, six, maybe a, a late late spring, maybe around that time. I think that could time out pretty well. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of good ass games, right? Breath of the Wild two is coming out sometime next year, right? Like Spider Man two is seemingly coming out sometime next year. Final Fantasy Final Fantasy sixteen coming out sometime next year. Final Fantasy seven remake part two. Probably going to get delayed till the next till the year after, but could come out next year. You know, Crisis Core is probably going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Probably early yeah. next year on. It's going to be in that first quarter, probably. I know. And like, what's wild about what you just said is, with the exception of the the Spider Man speculation, we don't know what PlayStation has, man. Yep. We got God of War. We have fucking God of War too this year, and then what the fuck is the ps5 doing next year and i don't say that in a way of like what the fuck are they doing i say it like they're doing stuff and we just don't know oh it's, yeah it's about to pop off y'all it's about to pop off but anyway jedi survivor i'm excited the books cool i don't Star care Wars, really i'll be honest i'm not gonna yeah, read I, but it's but cool like, though it is cool and i like that they're they're focusing more on on him and and that, that crew in the story because like the, we love that stuff like they did such a great job with the first game can't wait for the second game march sounds right like you know jeff leaking this makes sense that is yeah. i think what we all kind of assumed they would be trying to hit if they didn't hit the october november uh this year which i think yeah. was the major assumption it would have timing been the books with the games uh with the game also makes sense right mm-hmm. i think that's how you usually see these things pan out jedi battle scars great title great title it's pretty cool I, I honestly think it's cooler than jedi survivor if i'm being real well jedi, jedi survivor fine name jedi battle scars have and have like the title art have like a fucking uh, i don't know like a lightsaber fucking scar across somebody's back or arm or some shit it's a little too corny for my taste i'm gonna be honest you don't like it no see i'm a fucking cornball so i like both yeah of them. i like survivor i like battle scars yep. i'm team battle scars yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like the Luffy fiasco. I was gonna say Luffy fiasco had the song "Battle Scars," and could you imagine? And it was corny opened... as fuck, and I loved no, it. No, but it was fire though. It was, it like, was fire. Yeah, it was corny, but it was corny in a way I can get behind. Imagine yeah. booting up the if Jedi Battle Scars turned into a video game. You boot it up, t- you see the the title, and all of a sudden you hear what? Well, who, who's the single? <laughs> was it like Matthew Santos like... or was it somebody no, else? Matthew Santos was superstar. I don't remember, but it was like the most corny fucking like. It was like, like something guy. It was like Guy Fieri, Guy Sebastian. It was Guy Sebastian. Oh my god, that would be such a fire opening. You got battle scars, the Jedi battle scars. Oh my god, Luffy the Calcast is just like <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Luffy Fiasco has a song called Survivor. That sounds like a song he would make. It and does. So maybe you can do it, that too. It does. Destiny's Child, everybody. But hey, we're gonna get to story number three. But before we do that, let me tell you all about our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify, who powers all of the merch on kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, including Kind of Funny and Rooster Teeth. Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and beyond. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Go to shopify.com slash KF games. That's all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Again, that is shopify.com slash KF games. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash KF games right now. Shopify.com slash KF Games. Now, Andy, take it away. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wire Cutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life. Maybe you want to do squat in the middle of a zoom call or something uplift your life go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift story number three sonic frontiers release date and dlc listed by promo material this comes from andrew marmo at bgc sonic frontiers could release on november 15th according to alleged promotional material that has appeared online as spotted by a reddit user a seller from a taiwanese e-commerce website has seemingly acquired promotional material for sonic frontiers ahead of its publication date the alleged promotional material which is viewable below lists the sonic frontiers release date as november 15th along with the claim that dlc is already being planned for the game uh they did not ask tim gettys for comment who would have said hey do you realize that God of War is coming out a week before that? In addition to this information, new art shows returning characters from the series, including Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. They will seemingly join Sonic in the upcoming game, along with new creatures that can be seen throughout the promotional material. Nothing shared about the DLC besides it being in development. However, this isn't the first time a specific November date has been attributed to the new Sonic title. Back in December 2021, the PSN back-end also listed a November 15, 2022 release date, which was initially spotted by PlayStation game size gamescom opening night live host jeff Keeley said earlier this month that a world premiere new look and news about sonic frontiers will be shown during the live show on august 23rd so there we go bless sounds about right to me we'll get it all locked next week i, I we've both already talked about how we expect to get the release date at gamescom does this date sound right to you yeah it does here's the thing a sonic 
a Pokemon and a God of War coming out this November. Like, what is it? 2002? You know what I mean? I God bless. You know, nothing nothing ever changes best in life, the Bless industry. me and you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to this November. I know that, like, there's a high chance Sonic disappoints me. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Because all the images they show still somehow get me hyped. Whenever they show too, Sonic standing in front of a Shadow of Colossus looking creature, I'm like, yeah, it looks like you're making my perfect game. I'm sure it's not going to be glitchy as hell, right? I'm sure the the collision is going to be is going to feel great when I'm beating up enemies. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not going to look janky when I'm looking up at all those rails just fucking thrown in the sky with no rhyme or reason to them. You know? I Whatever. Agree. I'm going I'm going to play it. I'm going to like look. it. Here's my thing. I don't want to go off. You already know my fucking feelings about this game. You know Bless's feelings. You know our feelings as true fucking gamers out here who show Sonic the goddamn respect that he deserves. I will say, y'all can pick, have your fun. You can pick apart like, oh, his friends suck, and oh, like this is annoying, and oh, collision, and oh, glitches, and oh, it's it's borderline unplayable. Like, okay, whatever, whatever. Okay, say all the fucking shit you want. The people bitching about the rails in the sky. Have you played a video game? <laughs> Like, y'all don't need to, to to punch Sonic when he's down. There's so many things to make fun of him for. Let the fucking rails be in the air. Who gives a shit? Mario 1 platforms just fucking in the sky. No one's complaining about that. Yeah, it was so unrealistic, Tim. I hate I hate all the Mario games because of all the platforms floating in the sky. Where's the realism in Mario games anymore, Tim? God, man. People like to nitpick. You know, when people see something that, like, they know they can uh, t- pull, pull apart, take apart without, like, people arguing too much against them they'll just go all the way they're like oh yeah and everything about it sucks and it's like does it it's fine you say mario's a plumber i ain't never seen him plumb Mm, that's a good point thank you that's a good point where's the story number four Thank you, Barrett. Thank you for that. (laughs) Story number four. NPD says Multiverses was July's best-selling video game in the United States. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Multiverses was July's best-selling video game in the U.S. market based on dollar sales, the NPD group reported on Friday. While Warner's game is free to play, Multiverses led monthly sales because of the popularity of its Founders Pack bundles, which cost between 40 and 100 bucks, the market research firm said. Elden Ring slipped to number two on July's software chart, while Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga also dropped one place to number three. Shout out to Elden Ring, man. Good for them. Yeah, Good for them. Uh, the only other new entries in the top 20 were Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at number four, although it could have been higher if NPD Track switched digital sales in his ranked reporting. Again, good for them. That's fantastic. Congratulations to the Xenoblade team. And Digimon Survive at number eight uh, on the hardware front. PS5 generated the highest dollar sales of all consoles in both July and 2022 year to date, while Switch led both time periods based on unit sales. It is it is multiverses' world, and we're just living in it. We're just in it, man. I, I, let me tell you, I started playing this game uh, like a week before the, the season one started. Uh, and I bought the preseason battle pass, and uh, then also I bought a character during that that portion, uh, and that cost me like I think like ten bucks, uh, and I was down with it. I was like, you know what, man, I want to play as LeBron James. I'm gonna pay seven dollars for LeBron James. The season one started, it launched, and one that that meant that the ba- battle pass then transitioned to the season one battle pass, so it, I would have to rebuy that battle pass if I wanted to do it. But then also. Turns out all those characters that they had available for free during the preseason, turns out they locked them uh, in season one, right? Those are characters that you actually had to buy. And so, Tim, as mm. somebody who was meaning as, uh, you know, LeBron, but then also I was playing a lot of Finn from mm-hmm. Adventure Time, right? Yeah, the I was classic killing combo. It. The classic combo, right? I was killing it as Finn because Finn is basically just, he's Link. 
right? He's one of them sword characters. Mm. And he plays a little, a little bit like a, a young Link from, from Smash. And so I fucking loved him because I love young Link. I was killing it as Finn during the preseason. Season one starts, Finn is locked. And do you know what I did to him? I went over to the store. I bought some Gleamium. And I paid for Finn because I already I, I mained him. I, I'm gonna buy got, my main. They fucking got they you, got me. dude. And do you know what they else I did? You. I bought the season one battle pass. I have spent dude. like thirty bucks on this game already. This game that's free to play that I was not spending. I was not planning to spend money on at all. Look, here's the thing: if they are delivering the content, then I think that that is the system working. That is how things should be working. Here is if there is a quality game experience that if you are enjoying it and you want to support it and you support it and then they give you more things that you like and that is an ongoing system, that's fantastic. It's the bullshit when there's just like, hey, here's the core and there's absolutely nothing. But even then, that's less of a problem because it's free to play. Like you're not having that initial boot up thing. What I think is interesting is this being involved in the MPD story at all because my gut tells me that this can't be right if you're counting just dollar sales because like what about Fortnite that just that drops their events Fortnite must be making more money right minecraft yeah. and like all these they like, probably just, things they probably, like, just, they probably don't report right mm. like maybe so multiverses is like like we go we did real good let's report it this month let's get that, <laughs> yeah no let's, let's get, talk about our numbers this month let's get the yeah. headlines you know what i mean i i think for yeah, for Fortnite, I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they report their numbers. And then like, yeah, stuff like Minecraft. I mean, uh, this might be a kind of funny.com so you're wrong, or like Matt Piscatella if you listen to this show, or Jeff Krub if you ha if you happen to know. Like, what are the Minecraft numbers like, uh, like day, uh, week to week, right, month to month? Because uh, Multiverses, I imagine, is probably killing it right now because it just launched and people are probably paying for a lot of these characters in droves, which bumps it way up. Elden Ring, we know, is one of the highest selling games uh, of the year, and I'm sure it's still continuing to, to 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 sell copies like crazy, so that's understandable. And then, like you know, you have Digimon Survive in there, which is a new game, and that's number eight. Uh, it makes sense as a new game, and Digimon has a good fan base. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles makes sense that that's one of the highest selling games of the month because that just came out as well. Um, and that's not even reporting digital numbers, right? So a lot of this lines up to me. But yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of things like you know GTA Five. I'm sure GTA Online is making numbers. I'm sure Final Fantasy XIV is fucking killing it. But I wonder how. I wonder. If it's a, uh, a, I wonder if it's a if it's the idea of them just not reporting the numbers or if it's something else. I wonder if it's just the founders pack that counts. That for some reason, like a battle pass doesn't count, like a season thing doesn't count. But it's like mm. their MPD for whatever reason is treating a founders pack as if it is the game release. Maybe, but that can make sense. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's killing it. It's crushing it, and people are happy, which is a good thing. Good on you. Story number. High on Life has been delayed. This comes from George Yang at IGN. Developer Squanch Games has announced that High on Life has been delayed from its original October 25th release date to December 13th. As we work to polish the best possible gaming experience for High on Life, the game's release date will be moved to December 13th, 2022. Uh, Squanch Games said in a statement on Twitter, The team at Squanch Games is excited for you to play, and we thank you for your continued patience and support. Justin Roiland, the creator of Rick and Morty, is behind High on Life. It was first revealed during the Xbox and Bethesda showcase back in June. The game was also reportedly a Stadia title at first before Google shut down its first-party development studios. Now, High on Life will be released on Xbox and PC via Steam and Epic Game Store in December. It'll also be included in both Xbox and PC Game Pass on launch day. Somewhere uh, Miyazaki is like, 
wiping sweat from his forehead and like is like thank god all right we got game of the year in the bag I, I, I got to wait. <laughs> they got to wait till december they're not, they're not gonna make it for the keely game awards i yeah. honestly this bums me out a little bit like of course delay your game right it's like the rock said if you put out a, a wrestling montage today it could be cruddy but if you delay it then you know you get to retire the undertaker uh I, this is a game that I'm really looking forward to, right? I, Swanch Games is dope as hell. Justin Roiland, I absolutely love um, what they tend to do in their games, right? Um, Trover Saves the Universe was a fantastic VR game. It's probably one of my favorite VR games, and that is for the voice acting and the humor. It is very, like, it is very funny, and it's very uh, improv because that is that Justin Roiland uh, style, and it works surprisingly well uh, in his games. And so High on Life was one that I am, I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm a little bit bummed that it's getting delayed, but... It's still this year. It's still December, and there's a lot of games coming out this fall, and so it's not the end of the world. You know, there's something very unique about this game, and I feel like that is pretty wild for me to say because the the whole Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland shtick, I feel, is, like, the least unique thing imaginable at this point in time. Like, that brand of humor is just so – it's like, okay, we get it. It's It's the same fucking thing over and over and over. But – there's something about this that feels fresh, and I think it's the combination of that humor with this art style that looks great. Like, it kind of just mm. works really well, and, like, this looks similar to some games we've seen before, but it also has its own identity. And, like, I do you agree with me? Like, do you get what I'm saying here? Like, something about I, this game, I think, looks... It has like its own more, energy. Yeah, like, like I, it's cool. I, I, it has a different, you know, art style to it. It looks like a Justin Roiland bit, right? Like, the fact that everything has that goofy slightly disgusting look to it you know it reminds you it, it looks like what a rick and morty game kind of could look like but the fact that it is the fact that the gimmick of it is that all these different guns are voiced and that they're gonna be fucking you know goofy and, ha and have voice lines and like crack jokes and all that for me that's enough to be like cool i'm playing the hell out of this game because i'm sure the action's gonna be fine right hopefully the shoot the first person shooting is good but i'm coming into this yeah to hang out in the world right when you look at everything it looks it has like a yeah style like a sheen to it that kind of gives it gives it its own style i i, I understand what you're saying uh cozy bear writes in on patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says high life getting delayed to december is unfortunate but knowing squanch games great great level of talent will undoubtedly get a better game out of it if you could have squanch games employ this talent on a pre-existing franchise after high in life what would you have them develop Ooh, so i i haven't played the the vr game so i actually am not that familiar with the uh with with squanch games like the quality of their their games mm. but but bless, have you gotten you... to play i think it was uh, were they accounting plus or was that somebody else? Yeah, I, I, think I that didn't was play them as well. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I played both Accounting Plus and I played um, Trover, and I plan to play this. Ooh, somebody in chat gave the perfect answer. Conquer's bad for a day. Oh. I think they would be the perfect team to bring back Conquer. Yeah. I think that would match up with their tone so well, and I think they'll bring it. Like they'll take something that for sure is early 2000s in terms of humor and tone and make it feel somewhat relevant because i don't think if you're bringing back conquer you can't bring it back fully is what it was because i like i don't know man i don't know if the the sunflower with titties is going to hit the same way i don't know if the great mighty poo is going to hit the same way as much as i like the great mighty poo but if you give it to justin roiland i'm sure him and the team find a way to keep it just as stupid but still make it funny for by today's standards that's perfect bless yeah yeah, yeah honestly like that's that's the fucking answer that's That'd be really sick good. as hell yeah yeah accounting plus is crows 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 thank you so much spice runner uh yeah. it was it was both i think looking into it mm. okay my, one might have been the publisher 
Yeah, Cross 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 published it, but then under developer, they're both credited. Uh, Cross 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 and Squanch Games. I wonder if Squanch that came makes in sense. for plus because there was accounting, right? There was accounting, and also I, I, I they're associated in some way, right? Because one might have spun off of the other. I might be talking to my eyes. I, I think Squanch Games <laughs> came after the first accounting game, from what I remember. Okay, that sounds about right. Squanch. <laughs> Story number six, <laughs> Sega Genesis Minis 2's full game lineup is revealed. This comes from ONS Good at Polygon. Fantasy Star 2, Streets of Rage 3, The Revenge of Shinobi, Echo the Dolphin, and even the infamous Night Trap all made the roster of 60 games launching on board the Sega Genesis Mini 2 when the throwback console launches on October 27th. Sega announced the full roster Friday morning, noting that 12 of the games are Sega CD titles, meaning the CD era of console video gaming will make its debut on a mini collectible console this fall. The Mini 2 includes seven bonus games, two of which are previously unreleased titles, and the others are new ports of games from another platform. The previously unreleased games are Debbie and Pi and Star Mobile. The five new ports are Fantasy Zone, Space Harrier 2, and Space Harrier, Spatter, Super Locomotive, and Versus Poyo Poyo Sun. The Sega Genesis Mini 2 is being sold exclusively through Amazon Japan. A Sega representative at the beginning of August told Polygon that its availability in the West will be one-tenth of the run in Japan owing to the global semiconductor shortage. It's $105.23. <laughs> with shipping from Japan at twenty one ninety nine, putting the total cost to import the unit at one hundred and twenty seven dollars and twenty two cents. It's cool. Cool. Not it's not one that's for me, uh, but I think it's dope, right? Like I'm somebody. Who, I mean, obviously, like we both was like Sonic, and so Sega Genesis Mini would be pretty cool. But you know, this is the second one. I believe the first one had all the Sonic games that you you would want. This one has um, Sonic three D Blast, and then also uh, Sonic CD. And, like, you know, I have Sonic Origins, and so that has Sonic CD, so I don't know how much I really need it for that. Uh, but looking through the games, right, like, Night Trap is on here, and I don't know if Night Trap, I don't think, a, a good game, but it's iconic. I, I think that helped us get, what, the M rating alongside Mortal Kombat. And so if you want a piece of history right there, you know, you got Night Trap. Uh, it has, uh, looking through the list, Echo the Dolphin, the CD versions. Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. Who doesn't love Echo the Dolphin? Uh, Fantasy Star 2. I'm sure some nerds out there are getting hyped about Fantasy Star 2. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Earthworm Jim 2, as I look through the, as, uh, Fatal Fury 2, as I look through the list, though, I'm like, all right, yeah, these are some, uh, these are some Genesis games. These are some, yeah, if you're, they if you're are. a big Genesis person, I think it's worth getting. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big mini console person. Mm-hmm. Is this, is this yeah, something it's... that would appeal to you? Uh, no, it should be. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have the first Genesis mini. I like the mini consoles. I think that they're cool, but like, yeah, th- this definitely feels like they're stretching it. You know, yeah. like I already feel like the Genesis didn't have a library of bangers that I care about that much. And like, to your point, like the ones that they do have that I care about are, are already available on different platforms and stuff, but that's not what this thing is about. This is for the collectability for asset and all that. And yeah. I do think that Sega has fun with the obnoxiousness of that generation of its consoles where there's like 10 bazillion add-ons. So even their mini version of the first one, like you can get like the tower of Sega power. Uh, so this doing the, the CD attachments as well. Like I think it's fun and it's a novelty, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's just something reeks about this of like, they're just doing it just to do it as yeah. opposed to, I mean, as with, with short research, it seems like, 
it got good reviews. Like on IGN, they gave it a nine out of they gave the original one, the second Genesis Mini, um, a nine out of ten. And so people liked it, right? So I imagine that this is just them being like, cool, now let's clean up the rest of the library and give it to the, the collectors. The rest of the games we have for the second Genesis. Uh in the, the CD, right? Which wasn't included in the first one. And I'm sure there's a, a crowd out there that is invested in this kind of thing. This mm-hmm. takes me all back five to games. All, all five of those CD games. Now give me now give me an, an N64 disk drive uh, mini to collect. I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. That's one one thing I'll get. Um, but this this reminds me of early YouTube, at least for me, in the way that I used early YouTube, where like and when I say early, I mean like probably 2009-ish, uh, where I would just watch retro videos for video games, right? And like see watch reviews for random Sega Genesis games. Uh, and like I, that, that watching that community at work, like appreciating those games and talking about those games, right? Like there's a certain appreciation there that I respect and that I love, right? That I wish I could have. I wish I could have that reverence. And honestly, I, I, I think that is where the age gap comes into play where I could probably have that for the N64. When it gets back to the Genesis, that's where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, a lot of these games don't hit for me, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Final story of the day. Kana, Bridge of Spirits, is getting a big update and a Steam version. This comes from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Gorgeous action-adventure Kana, Bridge of Spirits, is getting a major update, including a new game plus mode, and it's coming to Steam. IGN can exclusively reveal that the game will receive a free anniversary update on September 27th, which includes new game plus, charm stones, spirit guide trials, Kana outfits, accessibility features, and more. On the same day, the game will get a Steam release, having previously been an Epic Games Store PC exclusive. Um cool it's fun it's getting an update i loved this game you know it's not perfect it is definitely it's an eight ass out of ten game uh but i can't wait to see what this team does next ember labs i think is an extremely talented group uh for this to be their first games and such a small team it is such an impressive accomplishment and i'm hoping that going back to what we were talking about earlier of like what's playstation doing next year Maybe we start getting some hints on this. I don't think we're going to get the game next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement of it and it uh, ends up coming a couple years later. Yeah, funny enough, we had this exact conversation on uh, PS Love You uh, about, you know, could certain PlayStation indies that were announced that first year of PlayStation uh, or PS5 showing that off, could the, could some of those games get sequels? Like, is it about that time? Could we, could we see a uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits 2 or a follow-up project to what Ember Labs is doing? Uh, and yeah, I'm right there with you that I think this, I think Kana Bridge of Spirits is dope as hell. It's not perfect, but I would categorize it as special, right? Like it's a game that whenever I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, Kana Bridge of Spirits, right? Like I have like good emotions tied to that game. I think part of that is the amount of charm and the amount of like work they put into making that game visually pop and look unlike anything else I've seen, uh, in a, in that kind of video game before. But then also, you know, the gameplay was good. It was fun. It was difficult, but you know, it was a good time. Um, I would love to see more from, from Kana and I'm glad they're still updating it, um, and bringing it to, to more platforms. Um, but yeah, I do wonder what's next for them. Like, do you, for you, do you think we could get a Kana too, or do you think they're going to work on something new? It's, I think it's it's totally likely, equally likely either way, because I think that uh, Kana succeeded enough that like it's a name and why not build on it? It was such a cool world. And I feel like them making a sequel to it would uh, kind of make the the workload less than if they were to just make a whole new IP because they they at least have something to to start with. Right. They have like a, yeah. a style and like the characters. So it's like you can kind of just continue those stories, which I think would be really rad. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for a sequel. I, I want more Kana. I'm right there with you. 
Well, plus more Kana, less Kana, no Kana. All those questions are so far away before they're answered. I fucked it up. I had the segue. I had it, plus I had it, and yeah, I lost it. Was, it. Oh, you got I you complicated. It. it was I so easy. Talking. I thought it was too so much, everybody. Easy. Oh, you could have made the man. easy. Oh, the next Kana is just so far away. That's all no. you had to say to him. I like getting cute with it, though. You know, I like adding something, but I, I get added it too much. I flew too close to the sun. Uh, if I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today, we got Madden NFL 2023 on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. We have a tale of paper refolded. Great name. On PC, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch. We have Figment 2, Creed Valley on PC, and we have Jetpack Joyride 2 on Apple Arcade. I am stoked on that. I don't know what a sequel to that game can bring, but I am going to download that today. And right now, I'm making a note to remind myself to do just that. Now, this is, is going to be a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Which one is Jetpack Joyride? Because I always get these games mixed up because Rare put out Jetpack, and then I think they put oh. out... A bunch of more jetpack games. I know there's a mobile Unrelated. one. Unrelated. Yeah. Jetpack okay, Joyride one. is a mobile game that is like it's you kind of just hold the screen and the more you hold it, the higher he goes up. And it's kind of like a kind of like Flappy Bird, but uh without mm. the shit physics, it's more like it feels good. Um, mm. I absolutely loved the hell out of the game. Apparently, number two's been out for a long time. So you know what, guys? I'm an asshole. I don't know I mean, anything on about arcade. video games, but now you I get on Apple Arcade. It. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, new dates for you. Activision has announced that the fifth and final season of Call of Duty Warzone will begin on August 24th. Warzone 2 right around the corner. There we go. Uh, deals of the day. The Grid NES controller frame is available at Grid Studio for $139. This one's cool. A little bit different. If you want to bring up the image there, Barrett, I'd like to show people because Grid Studio, freaking awesome, awesome team over there that make these amazing art pieces. I have three of them in my room. I have a Game Boy Color. I asked them to do a custom teal one for me to match my room and they did which was nice um i got my psp of course very near and dear to my heart i have a the original iphone because i'm a big tech guy um but this is cool og nes controller Check yeah it's dope as hell i kind of i i kind of want to get it um i already i have two of them uh sadly one of them <laughs> fell off the wall and it's it's fine for the most part but there is like a chip on the frame that is very noticeable and it mm. upsets me so much. So I haven't put it back up yet. I want to figure out a way to, to fix the. Is the this one on of the, the things that was above your TV that fell onto your TV as well? Or was that a different? No, thing? no, that was, that was a very heavy shelf. Okay. I am lucky that this TV is not fucking broken in half. Uh, but no, it was the, the frame was like over here, over on this side of my room. Uh, and in the middle of the night, I just hear a large boom, boom. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, I don't no. think your walls are equipped enough to have things being hung on them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's the thing of like, I don't want to drill holes into my wall to like, you know, actually hang things up. And so I am like, I am using command strips and uh, trying to just will, will hope it into for the best, yeah. hope for the best. And let me tell you, my hope is doing nothing. <laughs> These things are falling left and right. But the, I do have the Game Boy one as well. And that's in our living room and it looks great. It looks great in there. Hell yeah. Uh, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we get wrong as we screw it up on this show. Uh, just like Mike did 
When talking about Game Pass on the PC, the brand is not Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft rebranded Xbox Game Pass for PC as just PC Game Pass back in December 2021. Interesting. Interesting. Good to know. That's very that's very good to know. I'm not changing the headline because guess what? Y'all motherfuckers click on Xbox. <laughs> and so I don't know what to tell you. But that's good to yeah. know. That's some good information. No, no, no. No, I mean, and you're not wrong. It still is Xbox that's doing it. But yeah, no, it is good to know in terms of what we're talking about of the like like them per actually calling it Xbox. Like there, there is a difference there just in terms of marketing and branding and stuff. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, we got Lanky Dragoon saying the multiverse of sales is regarding the founders packs that were about to get access to the game while it's in beta. It doesn't have to do with the premium currency. Okay, so that makes sense. So it's like it only is counting it because you had to buy it to be able to play the game. Right? In that beta stage. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, War Machine says, uh, regarding multiverses locked characters, the selection of free characters rotates every week. They did not lock the free characters from the beta permanently. Finn will be available for Bless Again in a future week. Okay, but who wants to do that? Yeah, like I'm. Yeah. I want. I want Finn now, right? Like I don't want to yeah, play this game. They know that. I want to play Finn now, and so yeah, they got me. Yeah, I want Gabe. Um, and then we got Kebab saying the original Genesis Mini only had Sonic One and Two. Sonic Origins was the first release of Sonic Three and Knuckles since the Xbox 360 port. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, guys, guess what? That was an absolutely fantastic episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud of Blessing. And I'm extremely proud of Barrett Courtney for bringing in that Sonic every chance he gets. Uh, We're about to do the exclusive post show. uh, But before we do that, let me tell you about next week's host. And let me me just prepare y'all. Y'all better fucking strap in. Because if you like today's episode, have I got the thing for you. On Monday, we have Blessing and Tim. On Tuesday, we have Tim and Blessing. On Wednesday, we have Blessing and Tim. On Thursday, we have Blessing and Tim. And on Friday, we have Bless and Gary Witta. We're switching it up for y'all. We're switching it up for (laughs) y'all. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know if we're going to stick to that, but I kind of want it. I kind of want to. I might even want to bump Gary because there's never been a week where it's been the same host. uh, Us too, every, every day. Yo, I'm down to do it, dude. Make it a blessing, Tim Week. Let's uh, let's run it that. We'll we'll keep Gary. We'll keep Gary for now. I don't want to commit to that because that 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 I future Tim will want to. You don't. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, you don't want to make any regrets. You know, whatever. But anyways, it's gonna be fun. You're gonna be fun. And then yeah, Mister Jantix in the chat says, "Do y'all ever stick to the schedule?" No, no. We try our best. Let me best tell you, Monday of mice and men. Okay? Monday is gonna be neither of us somehow. Yeah, Greg Miller's going to be back from vacation, probably. Somehow, (laughs) somehow that's going to happen. Anyways, next week is going to be a blast. We're going to be hanging on Games Daily, but it's going to be super cool as well, where we have a ton of content happening, uh, including our Gamescom reactions. So prepare for a lot of fun. Then, uh, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, after this, (laughs) Mike and Andy are having a party. (laughs) That's what it says. Oh, sorry, I meant to change that. Wait, actually, (laughs) did I mean to change that? Let me check real quick. Uh, No, Mike and Andy are playing some Rumbleverse for a, an epic stream mm. in an epic stream yeah yeah you can go check that out uh but for everyone else we're about to do the patreon exclusive post show it's going to be a banger today we got some uh, a writing question from kendall cunningham so we're going to get to that now but for everyone else tim have oh, you looked at the, oh. at the question from uh kendall cunningham i haven't so, so kendall cunningham is a writer from the gamer the gamer of course 
are our mortal enemies in our post show oh, segment, no. the shit list. Of course, uh, very often in the post show with me and Tim, we pull a random top 10 list from the internet. We go through it. We judge it for your amusement. Every single time you pull a list from thegamer.com, it is always the worst list possible, right? They fuck up everything. And no offense to the gamer, but you guys know it's right. You guys know it's true. Uh, <laughs> Kendall, and I'm sure they do it on purpose. Kendall is writing in as a writer from the gamer, and he has a list that he thinks is going to help redeem the website. Okay, we'll see. I love it. I love it. We're going to see for ourselves when we do the post-show exclusive shit list where we decide is this list shit or the shit. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.